Kids who grow up in different environments typically have distinct developmental outcomes, according to a new study in JAMA Pediatrics. Children living in poverty, a group in which Black and Hispanic youths are overrepresented, had the worst physical and mental health profiles and cognitive issues compared to peers in affluent areas. This is Pulse Check. I'm Lauren Gardner. Drones could one day deliver naloxone, the opioid overdose reversal drug, faster than ambulances. That's the promise of a proof-of-concept study by researchers from King's College London, showing that drones could have reached 78% of the overdose cases in an area of northern England within seven minutes. That's the benchmark for emergency responders to arrive in a life-threatening situation. Ambulances could have arrived in that time in only 14% of the cases, the study said. Quick response is crucial for overdoses because every second counts when someone's breathing slows or stops. HHS and the White House announced that Project NextGen has given more than $500 million to companies developing next-generation vaccines and therapies for COVID-19. The money will be spent on intranasal and self-amplifying mRNA vaccines that could produce a stronger, broader, or longer-lasting response. The funds will also go toward technologies to expedite certain COVID treatments and more efficient virus testing. And the Biden administration's efforts to increase transparency in healthcare pricing data face challenges as employers struggle to access and interpret the information. Politico healthcare reporter Kelly Hooper is here to explain the latest price transparency rules. Hey, Lauren, thanks so much for having me. So last year, the Biden administration implemented rules that would require insurers and companies that handle health benefits to post the rates they negotiated with providers and pharmaceutical companies. But now there's an issue. What's going on here? These new rules from the Biden administration, the transparency and coverage rules, required insurers and health plan administrators to post these rates that they've negotiated with providers. And it also requires pharmacy benefit managers to post the rates they negotiate on prescription drug prices. So the idea behind it was to encourage competition within the industry and also to empower employers to negotiate better and also to empower employers to fight for lower health costs for their workers. So the overarching goal was to lower health costs for consumers. But what I'm hearing from employer groups who represent employers who purchase health care is that the data that insurers and plan administrators are providing is not actually comprehensive. There's a lot of issues with the data. There's gaps in it. Compliance with the rule isn't 100%. And so So what they're saying is, even though the idea of these rules was to foster transparency and arm employers with data that would help them lower costs for their workers, that's not actually happening because there's so many issues with the data and compliance is really lacking. Are employers approaching health benefits differently than they used to because of rising health costs? Yeah, so employers are seeing a pretty big increase in health costs this year. A Mercer survey recently found that employers are going to see about a 5.4% bump in health costs, and that's following years of 3 to 4% increases. So there are these steep rises in health costs that they're facing. The employer groups I've spoken to have said that they are seeing increased interest from employers in going to the negotiating table with insurers and plan administrators and trying to lower health 
costs for their employees. One representative of an employer group that I spoke to said, because costs are rising so much this year, employers might not feel comfortable shifting that cost onto their employees anymore because they know their employees can't necessarily absorb those costs. So there is this heightened pressure on employers to find more creative strategies to mitigate those rising health costs. And then the other aspect that I would just note is, you know, federal obligations to act in the best interest of their employees and get them the best rates for health care. So they're required under the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021 to make sure that the health plans they purchase are cost effective and are meeting their employees' needs. The other aspect of this is that these employer groups said companies could potentially face legal action from their employees if they don't meet the law's obligations. So we are seeing sort of this increased interest from employers in going to the negotiating table with insurers and demanding lower costs for their employees. So moving forward, are there any steps the Biden administration and employers can take that might ensure the pricing transparency rules achieve the intended goal? So employers are at a point where they really want to be able to use this data to go to the negotiating table and point out whether an insurer negotiated a better rate for a different company than for their own company. But they can't really do that right now with where the data is at just because they say the quality is poor. It's really hard to understand unless you have a complex data analytics team that is able to go through the data and make it usable for the average person to understand what the different rates are. So in order for this rule to really make a difference for employers in negotiating lower costs. The data has to be more comprehensive. It has to not just be aggregated information that isn't really giving employers insight into how much they're paying compared to other companies. And so what these groups are pushing for is for CMS to amend that rule to make sure that the data that insurers and administrators have to provide is actually usable. So whether they do that We'll have to wait and see. I did ask CMS about what these employers have said about the data, that it comes in large files and it can be difficult to read. And they said that they're committed to making changes to optimize those data files and make them more accessible. So whether that happens, we'll just have to wait and see. Great. Well, thanks for explaining that, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Lauren Gardner. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. 